the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. the Nick D podcast. It's a special bonus episode. This is episode 165 and it is a bonus episode because I'm going to take you live to the flashback weekend horror convention. That's right. Uh, By the way, just want to let you know that if you want to be a part of this podcast, 773-417-6948-247, leave those voicemails. You want to email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs for all the music and all the sounds and all the themes. Ed Silla, my buddy, the main man at radiomisfits.com and Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Take the time to rate and review us on every platform with all of our podcasts. Give us feedback. You want to be a sponsor? Sales at radiomisfits.com. My thanks to Mike and Mia Kurz and everybody at Flashback Weekend for letting me come in there. Me and Esmeralda come in there and host uh, the Flashback Weekend version, the live Nick D podcast. So uh, but before we take you to uh, the Hyatt Regency, Chicago O'Hare, uh, let's say hello to... Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I love you too, baby. But listen, you got to stay here. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Okay. <laughs> you got to stay here. Keep a guard on the place while I'm going over to the Hyatt Regency O'Hare for Flashback Weekend. So here it is, uh, an incredible, fun podcast live that we did in front of a crowd with... Three of the cast members from John Carpenter's Christine for a 40-year anniversary and uh, some other surprises. So here it is, our special bonus episode from the Flashback Weekend Horror Convention on August 5th, 2023. This is me, Esmeralda, live in front of the crowd at Flashback. Hello. And we take you there right now. Hi. How are you? Uh, you know, by the way, these seats in the front here are normally reserved for the, uh, what are they called? The ultimate, sorry. Uh, no, 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 no disrespect uh, for the ultimate. But uh, since you got some loose seats up here, if you want to come up front, come up front. Come on. Don't be shy. Come on. Come on. It's okay. I'll kick you out afterwards because that's, you know. Anyway, come on up. Feel um, the ultimateness. The ultimate. So, uh, hi. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you for coming out. We are about to record the uh, a live podcast. I think we're recording it now. Are we recording it now, Sean? Oh, my God. You're part of a live podcast. Say something. I mean, it's not live. We're taping it, so fuck off. Um, so anyway, uh, this is the Nick D Podcast, and this is Esmeralda Leon. Hi, everybody. And uh, we are here uh, to do the live podcast and have some fun. We got some T-shirts. You got Nick D T-shirts here. Nick D. Anybody want a Nick D Podcast t-shirt. Look at all you people. Yeah. I didn't think anybody was wanting it. We should have gotten a t-shirt gun. These, by the way, are all extra small. Oh, yeah. Look at this dude. He's a, you're a double X, man. Don't give me that shit. You're talking about their X, huh? I was a joke. Oh. 
All right. So this is Elsmer the Leon. I'm Nick DeGilio, uh, and uh, we uh, are the co-hosts of the Nick D Podcast. Uh, you can hear it every Tuesday and Friday on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and everywhere else in the world. Um, by the way, I also host a Saturday Night Live podcast, if you're a fan of Saturday Night Live. Thank you very much for the six people that subscribe to the goddamn podcast. It's called That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years. Uh, and, SNL, and I don't believe that, by the way. Uh, so anyway, uh, so uh, if you want to check it out, check it out. And uh, there you go. So we're going to talk about some scary stuff, and we want to talk to you about some scary stuff. Before we do that, though, let's take a seat. You want to take a seat? Let's take a seat. Let's be comfortable. We're going to be here a while. And by the way, go ahead. What? What were you going to say? Nothing. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so at 1 o'clock, um, the guys from Christine are going to join us. You guys are excited about that, right? No, that doesn't sound very excited. So you guys, I, one more time, you guys are excited about that, right? That's better. Yeah, William Ostrander, uh, Malcolm uh, Danar, and uh, Stephen Tash from Christine are going to be here. It's the 40th anniversary of the release of Christine. So we're going to celebrate that. And those three gentlemen will be up here at 1 o'clock for the second half of the podcast. And we're recording all of this, and we want to talk about scary stuff before we do that. Um, so before we jump into our conversation about scary stuff, you watched Christine. I did. And it was, you hadn't I seen it I did my research. Yeah. I what have did you questions. Think? You have questions? Well, I can't answer them. The, other, the guys who were in oh, the movie. Oh, no, I will. I will be The guys who were in the movie questions. can probably answer those questions. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to talk about scary stuff mm-hmm. and what scares you, and I want to talk mm-hmm. about what scares you guys. But before we do that, um, I'm, I'm, I wanted to uh, show you guys a trailer for a movie that I've seen already, um, and I'm so insane about it um, that it, it comes out on August 18th. And um, I talked to the uh, director, Laura Moss, um, and they were at the uh, Chicago uh, Critics Film Festival, which is where uh, I saw this. And they were there, and I lost my mind over this movie. And uh, they're going to be on my podcast um, the week after next to talk about the movie. The movie comes out August 18th. I've already seen it. Um, Esmeralda has not. Um, and you will f- you would freak out, trust me, if you saw this movie. I know they I do. probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, so I wanted to show you guys this trailer because you really need to make note of it. Now, I know a lot of people have liked some of the horror movies that came out this year. I thought The Boogeyman was pretty terrific. Did you guys like The Boogeyman? Like The Boogeyman? Talk to me. Have you guys seen Talk to Me yet? It's pretty badass. It's really good. So there's been some solid horror movies this year, and Talk to Me is out right now, and it's doing really well, and it's capturing the audience and everything. But this thing I'm about to show you, this movie I'm about to show you, is I don't think there's going to be a better horror movie this year it is a movie, if you think it's like, it's like take, take Frankenstein, combine it with the craziest shit that David Cronenberg has ever done, mix it together, and you have this movie. I wanted to show you the trailer, um, and this is a movie called Birth, Rebirth. It opens in theaters on August 18th, and the following week, it will be on Shudder. You guys have Shudder? Yeah. Okay, so mark this down, put it on your queue. Here's the trailer for what I think is the best horror film of 2023, Birth, Rebirth. Let's hear it. daughter's name? Lila Morales. Maybe she can help another kid out there. You can leave now. Do you remember a little girl who passed away last Friday? They say they don't have her. I'm trying to figure out what to tell the mother. Mm-hmm. 
I just need to know what happened. I can't help you. bigger than your daughter. My daughter is not an experiment. That's Muriel. She died two months ago. She can't be left alone. Do you have a pull-up? I have a futon. just one thing. What is the point? Fuck yeah. So I've seen it, guys. It is unbelievable. It's the best horror movie of the year. August 18th in theaters, Shudder. Uh, the following week. Now, is that something that you would enjoy watching? Uh, I don't know. Birth, birth things yeah. uh, is frightening to me. Well, that I mean, you would, it whoa, would yeah. that whole act. Good for you, whoever's <laughs> birthed children. Good for you, but oh. Yeah, I mean, I think after seeing this movie, you might go, I don't think I'm ever going to have children. Oh, that was already decided. That was already no, decided. Thank you. Okay, this will probably cement it. Um, so you, you're, you're, you know, we've talked about this last year when you came down and hosted. Yeah. And last year was your first year at Flashback, mm-hmm. and you had a great time. Yeah, it was so fun. You're not necessarily a horror person. Let me no. one more remind everybody, like your first sort of experiences in your. Esmeralda Leon's World of Horror. Oh, uh, <laughs> the the first one was my the first true memory of horror is watching Pet Cemetery, and that was because my brother told me it was a comedy. <laughs> so I have very much ingrained in my head. Um, I forget the actor's name, but he's the one with the half head, head hanging, hanging out. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out, yeah, that's. That's in there. That's yeah. in there forever. That's It sounds like a brother to do that. Yeah, it's a comedy. Of course. Let's watch the he's, Yeah, he's my older brother. Of course he was going to do that. Um, and then since then, what are some of the other ones that you've enjoyed? Um, um, I've actually, you know, recently went through the the wonderfulness that is the Friday the 13th. Series? Series. Yeah, the series of films, not the TV series. Right. The series of films. Although I did watch that, too. You watched the TV series? it wasn't that oh, geez, scary. You went full on. Wow. It wasn't that scary to me. Do you have a no, f- no, no, no. Like, as a kid. Oh, as a kid. Right, right. So, do you, you know, Kane Hodder is here. I know, and I saw he's going to be in the He's going to be, thing. by the way, his uh, photo op is across the way, and I think it's around 6 o'clock tonight. It's a total, like, he's in Friday. What is it, Jason 20? What the fuck one is he? It's a f- seventh? Whatever the hell he is. He's zombie Jason or some shit. I don't he's know g- if I can. I have, I, my brain, if I watch the, one of the, the Friday the 13th I did watch, it got real into my brain that I will then I was dreaming about it, but I okay. was having like Can I you would remember? wake up dreaming, thinking that it was yeah. I so like you combined Nightmare so. on Elm Street with Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I was a little like that because then I'm paranoid yeah. as I wake up because I'm you still remember, like half asleep. Do you remember any of the memorable kills or anything from the Friday the Thirteenth? Because uh, these guys will be able to help you out. 
I, all I know is in one of them, he picks up a girl in a sleeping bag and slams her on the, on the, on the tree. And that's all I care about. I, I'm not a Friday the 13th guy. Not. But um, not at all. But do you I remember? Mean, I'm just thinking, doesn't he? I mean, he like on the trees a lot. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of in those movies, yes. He loves to do that. I mean, to, it's, an easy, yeah. it's an easy go. And they but, uh, but, but yeah, when you, if you meet Kane, he's a yes. perfectly wonderful guy. Oh, no, guy. I'm sure he's a lovely, lovely he man. He is. But I, I will tell you this. He's scarier without the mask. Wow. No, you've met him. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, but we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about scary stuff. Um, so, there's a microphone up here. What was the first, like, scary movie you've ever seen? I, and I should preface this really quickly if you don't know this. If you listen to my podcast, then you know this already. If you listen to me, whatever, and you know this already. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my love affair with, with um, horror started um, in the womb. Like, I literally started watching movies when I was, like, I, this big. And my first hero in life was Peter Cushing. Um, uh, and, and, yeah. So I started watching all the horror movies at a very, very young age. But I remember, and I had seen a ton of horror movies, but my dad took me to see The Exorcist when it first came out in the theater, and I was eight. So he took, ugh. Yeah, that's the, look how I turned out. We love childhood trauma. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but so my dad took me to see it. He, t- he didn't tell my mom. My mom, like, forbade it and was like, you cannot take him to see that goddamn movie. I don't care if you took him to see Blackula. He can't see this. So... So I see The Exorcist at eight, and that's it, and that's why I'm like the way I am. So, but anyway, it, what was the first like sort of scary thing? You guys come up to the mic. We want to hear from you. See, and I saw. Exorcist. You might you might have to lift up that mask, yeah. my man. Yeah. Okay. I no. saw Exorcist when it came out, and I was a grown adult, and I was frightened. I don't know how you dealt with it at eight. I was eight. Yeah, I thought it was cool. <laughs> how you doing, man? Are you gonna, dude? You can't stay in character. This is a podcast, my yeah, man. Yeah, and we also just saw your face when you yeah, lifted right, it yeah. up. <laughs> Wait, you you're not me. Jason? What the me. fuck? Okay, okay, yeah. But honest, the first movie I saw, no way I can raise this up. But uh, the first movie I saw that like scarred me was Thirteen Ghosts. Have you heard of it? The original or the remake? Um, was it in color? Yeah, the remake. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. the remake. I was like. Seven when I saw that movie and it's like yeah and that freaked you out freaked me out yeah now did did you after that movie were you into it was it like yeah it took me a while mm-hmm. but I had to rewatch it yeah like, I was like seventeen when I rewatched it and it's yeah like, it's not even that scary what's your but. favorite horror movie <laughs> you got a mask on dude you're gonna give it away I think you got a hockey <laughs> mask on your head I mean I would say Halloween but since I'm wearing a mask Friday the thirteenth Friday the thirteenth good yeah. good good job come here man come here have a t-shirt buddy cool. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. All right. Look at it. It's all, what is this, Jason Day? What the Jason fuck is that? Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen any Michael Myers. So yeah, they have the, like a yeah there's going to be, I'll, I will tell you this, though. Have you seen, uh, you know, um, you just got here today, but um, a, there are a lot of Terrifier people here mm-hmm. at the at the. Uh, yeah, at the I haven't convention. seen any of the clowns yet. Oh, you haven't? They're They'll, all Trust over? me. Art's okay. going to be here. I trust. <laughs> they, do you see Ghostface? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, how you doing? That's Ghostface, everybody. I like the I like that people are you know, you've seen scary movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. I like that people are dressed up like the, the, the ghost face from scary movie, with the tongue. You know, remember the tongue oh. hanging out? <laughs> I was like, that's scary movie, dude. That's not good. the scream people are here. The Wayans brothers aren't. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, go ahead. But the first one I saw was uh, My Bloody Valentine. The remake or the original? Original. Okay. What yeah. and how was that for you? It, it was okay. You yeah. know, it was all right. You know, it was eleven. So you were 11. Like, yeah. I love this, man. I what were it. you expecting? I, 
Like, had you, because you hadn't seen any scary movies yet, so were you just no, like, oh, God. No, that was the very first one. The first ones we ever rented when we got a VCR was My Bloody Valentine and Mr. Mom. Uh, <laughs> a I think Mr. Mom's more disturbing, quite frankly. Wow. Okay, come here. So it was. All right, there you go. Have a T-shirt, buddy. Right? There you go. Thanks, man. Did you ever see My Bloody Valentine? No. They're both good. I like them both. Do you guys like the remake, too, or am I nuts? Yeah, remake is yes. Remake is solid. My man, Ultimate said yes. Uh, cool. Okay. Yeah, what you got? I was uh, four years old. My older sister decided uh, to play a prank on me. Prank. I, yeah. We okay, just, so you got the older brother. Those damn siblings. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, my family just moved to the farms. We were out in the farmlands. Okay. She sat me down, put on a Betamax tape. Beta. Wow, yeah. Nobody remembers that, oh, dude. Children of the Corn, the original. The original. Oh. Again, everybody's, by the way, everybody's movie that they brought up so far has been fucking remade. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah, so Children of the Corn. Yeah, and then now, uh, when I got done, she decided to drag me out into the middle of a cornfield next door. Wow. And leave me there. That explains, the, oh, that no. ex- that explains your look right now, dude. She's the one that panicked, got scared. I found my way home. Oh, you found your way home. <laughs> well, find your way to a t-shirt, buddy. Thanks, pal. Cool. You ever see Children of the Corn? Um, well, I've seen the 80s or the 70s, 80s ones. That's it. That's the original. Oh, that's the yeah. original? The, the original okay. from 84. Wait, they redid those? Yeah. They had, they, huh. they, they've, remod- they've remade Children of the Corn like 150 times. There were t- 27 sequels. Oh. It's no longer Children of the Corn. It's like, you know. Oh, other things of the corn? Yeah. My ass of the corn. Right. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> um, but, you know, I will say this, though. Hey, uh, you guys, how many people have been coming here for a long time to flashback? Do you guys remember when Courtney Gaines was here? Yeah. One of the nicest and coolest dudes ever, and he, he's Malachi, right? In those movies, you've seen him in those movies, right? If I tell you that like he's one of the coolest and sweetest guys ever, you'd be like, no, fucking, well, I'm not going to talk to him. He literally is what. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's terrific. Yeah, he's very cool dude. Very very cool dude. Okay, speaking of cool dudes, go for it, buddy. Uh, 1966. I'm yeah. gonna give my age away here. I'm. Six you already old. did, man. Yeah, I'm six years old. Yeah, <laughs> no, you right. said. Oh, you were six. Okay, six. so you were born in 1960. I was. Okay. We're doing the math. Uh, do the right math, now. everybody. <laughs> Go ahead, pal. Local high school is doing a Halloween movie fest. Mm-hmm. They have a 16 millimeter uh, copy of Horror of Dracula with Christopher Lee. That's the life changer for me, man. Christopher Lee, man. Yep. The, the first time he comes out with the red eyes, the blood, the fangs. Blood. Yep. Scared me to death. Yep. My brother had dropped me off to chase girls. So <laughs> I'm stuck with Dracula and Christopher yeah. Lee. And every time I see it to this day, it has an impact on yeah. me. Yeah. Well, it's consistent so. with your shirt, buddy. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Uh, Horror of Dracula was a life changer for me. Because when I was a little kid, you know, the, the, uh, you've seen all the original like Frankenstein right. Dracula, the black and white yes. ones. That's what I was kind of used to as a little kid. And I remember watching Horror of Dracula. And that's when Peter Cushing became my fucking hero. I'm sorry, I'm a, Van, I'm a Van Helsing guy, not a Dracula guy, uh, in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but I remember watching it and, it, and all the other horror movies that I'd seen, the Draculas and all that stuff, they were all in black and white and they were all subtle. Hammer, boobs, blood. I was like, hell yeah. So yeah, Horror of Dracula. Another big impact for us in that era was Dark Shadows. Yeah, absolutely. An amazing Now, let me ask you this. Have you, okay, have you watched Dark Shadows recently? Yeah. <laughs> Understood. It's Understood. shit. Come on up and get a t-shirt, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah. I recently saw the Dracula 2000 movie. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I, was was so this on a awful. bet? Did you lose a bet? No, it was on TV. Yeah. Or it was on whatever thing. Tubi? Yeah. Or not Tubi? We were like, let's watch the Dracula movies. Yeah. yeah. That's not good. That's not a good one. I, not is, good Wes one. Craven presented that, right? Wasn't that Wes yeah. Craven Presents? He didn't, he didn't make it. 
Trust me. Right. He didn't make. No, that's not a good one. Yeah. Well, my boy Johnny Lee Miller was in it, so I had oh, to give it a chance. Oh yeah, Johnny Lee. One of the one of the movies that Esmeralda and I bond on, like, I mean, my God, Train Spotting. It's not a horror yeah. movie, but Train Spotting. A little spotting. bit. A little bit. A little. The horrors of drug abuse. Yeah, true. And that toilet in Scotland. Is yeah. Great. If you guys see, you guys have seen Train Spotting, right? One of the greatest movies. Oh, by the way, I, want, I do want to mention this. Oh, sorry. 40th anniversary today. It's not a horror movie, but it's the 40th anniversary of uh, of of my f- one of my favorite movies of all time. Today, 40 years ago, Risky Business came out, yeah. which is one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. Oh, speaking of favorites, before you guys uh, before you guys jump up, look, we have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen. He is all the way from Berwyn, I believe. Berwyn. Berwyn. And I can't. I'm so thrilled he's here, ladies and gentlemen. Sven Gulli, Rich Coe is our good buddy. Come on up, Rich. Love you, buddy. Good to see you. I get to hug Svengooly. Thank you. I know you feel. Does everybody get one of these? A hug? We get no. Do we oh, get take these home? Yeah. You get to take get it to take home. It's your home. gift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Rich Coe Svengooly, everybody. Hi. How are you? Woo! Um, I thank you so much for for dropping by. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I wanted to make sure we got a chance to come by while you were still. Well, well, while I was still allowed before to the be good uh, guest, before, I, before I got fired, no, no, no. again, no. Um, I just <laughs> oh. I want to mention this, as you know, Esmeralda. Um, you know, when I when I uh, I went through a period when I didn't have a job, and I still don't have a job really. But um, I started the podcast, and Esmeralda said she would do it, and that was like, okay, great, then this is going to really happen because I'm not going to do it without her. So she said yes, and he was my first guest yeah, ever that's right. on my podcast. Yeah. So. I was happy to do it, of yeah. course, because we've we known know? each other forever, it seems like. Back when you were still working with Roy Leonard. Yeah, in years ago, people don't yeah. know that. They're, they're, and I remember yeah. the two of us being in with Steve and Johnny overnight once. Yeah. And I think that was the first time I really got to talk to you Right. Much. And then we became, and I've been on your show, I've been a hand at the door. Y- yes, you were I've a, th- thrown a chickens. student in a, in a yep. bit we did. I was on Stoogapalooza. Boy, you've been everywhere. Yeah, you remember Stoogapalooza? <laughs> when Rich hosted Stoogapalooza? That was I love that. Oh, I did too. It was a lot of fun, and uh, people still ask about it. Yeah. You know, they say, "Why don't you do it now?" And the reason being that the Stooge heirs, who hold the rights to everything, had said that, "Well, you really shouldn't be doing that because you're using their images," and it's like, "Yeah, but you're showing the shorts." I don't. Well, they don't understand. That. <laughs> By the way, you can see the Stooges before Rich every Saturday, and that's my that's a, that's I go over to my parents' house. My parents are like in their eighties and they're kind of old now, so I visit them every Saturday. And our thing is, we make dinner together, we watch the Stooges, and we watch Sven. That's oh, our Saturday. Well, night. I that's how that. I party. It's nice. I hear a lot that families get together to watch the show, and we've talked about this before. That how many shows are there that? Families with people of all ages actually get together and watch. Yeah. Europa. And I, I Europa. take that as a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah. Euphoria, I think, I believe, is, is is one you can watch, right? <laughs> um, so, so Rich, tell everybody what's happening uh, today. Uh, you're going to be in, you got a photo op. You're going to be doing yeah. autographs and and the costume. Cut. We've got we've got photo ops first with just me, and then it gets better because I do it with Joe Bob Briggs. We did that yesterday. Last night we did a panel with him. It was so much fun. And then we'll move on to uh, signing out in the hallway, which is always amusing. And then after that, we do the famous costume contest. And in between there, we're going to try to maybe walk around the floor and, and get some stuff for the show as well. So, so look for Rich. 
Uh, upstairs, it's like in that lobby area right outside of the ballroom. Yes. That's where you can get your picture taken with him in autographs. That's I don't know what to call it. That's why I said it's in the The hallway. atrium. Oh, the atrium. Hell yeah, the yeah. atrium. Ooh. Now I feel more important. <laughs> um, and uh, and then uh, the, the costume contest, by the way, will be in here. And if you... If you miss the costume contest, I've got nothing to say to you. Cause it's <laughs> and by the way, you know Mitchell Connell, obviously. Oh, yeah. I've seen his son's costume. Oh, boy. Yeah, just wait. Usually it's amazing. It is so, amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. What you, what's, what's coming up tonight on the show? Oh, We're tonight, not going to watch because we'll be here. Of but. course. Uh, famous old Hammer film, The Shadow of the Cat, in yeah. which a cat, I know this is convoluted, a cat witnesses the murder of its owner, and then takes vengeance on the people who did it and who That sounds about right for a cat. Yeah, it's, it's a little confusing, but uh, certainly plausible. I think it's based on a true story. So. Yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. Great. Cats are very yep. loyal. All right, Rich, I can't tell you, you how oh, much happy it means to, to see me you guys. It comes. Rich, Rich Coe's, everybody. We'll I, see you later. I'm supposed to call you Sven when you're... Right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. Sven don't, Gooley, everybody. Don't give away my secret identity. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. I love you, man. I'll see you in a little bit. Sven Gooley, everybody. Give it up for Sven. How cool is that, Esmeralda? I, uh, it's, I mean, it's like, I mean, I've known since childhood about Sven Gooley, so it's crazy to see him as an adult and just be like, hello, how are you? He's a a real guy. He's he's the best. I mean, and you guys know that. I mean, the guy is, he's 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 a national treasure and we are unbelievably lucky to have him and, you know. I love I love the man very much. Anyway, so ton of stuff with Sven coming up later. All right, let's uh, let's do the final. We got three, right? Let's do three more here. Oh, four? Okay. You were hiding in the back. I want to make sure everybody gets in here really quick because we're bringing in the guys from Christine in a couple of minutes. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead, my man. Um, I watched many horror movies growing up, but the one that sticks to me is Arachnophobia. Ah, I have been terrified ah. of spiders. Definitely terrified of spiders since then. And I love mm-hmm. Case Thirty Nine. Case Thirty Nine. Nice one. Come on up, dude. Have your shirt. Arachnophobia? You like yeah, arachnophobia? no. Hey, guess what's happening? <laughs> guess what? They're remaking it. Oh. Yeah, no, I still, I'm, I'm with him. I'm still, yeah. spiders is, are, the, oh. the bug stuff is not good for you, right? Yeah, especially when there's more than three. Have you seen Creepshow? No. Okay. No, nope. Creepshow. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, there's cockroaches too, right? Yeah, not, dude. Cockroaches nope. coming out of brain. It's, it's, it's the best. Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you? So, I'm good. How are good. you? Thank you. So yeah. I was three. Three. With, with my parents at the twin drive-in for Jaws. Oh, three. No. Three. So did you hide in the back? Were you gonna, no. Did you pretend to be it. asleep? Because you know, because a lot of times you go to the drive-in and you're like, "Hey, kid, go to sleep, you little jagger." There was pizza involved, uh, but yeah, it was Jaws. Jaws. So were up. you into it? Yeah, I like. Well. Oh, so you liked? So you weren't like, I'm not so, taking a shower anymore. No, my mom was always into horror movies. My first crush, I was five, was Vincent Price. I still love Vincent By the way, did you see, were you here yesterday? Yes. Did you see the guy in the costume as Vincent Price from House on Haunted Hill? Yes. With the skeleton? Did you guys see that? How the hell is he not here today? He's, he's well, said, how do you know? Oh, he couldn't make no, it. No, because I came up to him. I'm like, dude, that's the best costume I've ever seen. I said, you're here tomorrow. He's like, uh, not in this costume. I'm like, God, I'm sorry. Oh. So this guy's got a whole lineup so of costumes. So better, just imagine what it is today. And imagine what he's getting. Yeah, exactly. he looked at Come on up and get a t-shirt. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good hands, everybody. Nobody dropped anything. Hey, dude, how are you, buddy? Good. Good. That's Ash, everybody. Yeah. We'll see how it goes with the shirts with him. Yeah, good hands. Good hands. Oh, you're going to drop the goddamn T-shirt, aren't you? Or you're going to cut it in half, either way. All right. Uh, I'd say one that freaked me out the most was Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old were you? Uh, Two? 
10 or 11. 10 or 11. How old were you, by the way? Uh, I was probably a little younger, maybe 8 or 9. I still remember, too, when he slices his... His ankle, the, the, yeah, the back the, of the... The Achilles tendon oh. in the... Bit. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's for Fred Gwynn, man. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, Herman Munster getting his Achilles... Anything. What's your favorite horror movie? I'm going to guess it involves Bruce Campbell. No, it's Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> He's... You know what? He's keeping us guessing. Wow. Come on up. Try to catch this. Let's see what happens, everybody. Here. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> man. Come on, dude. Yay. That's spectacular. Hello. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. Okay, what's your name? Uh, Kaylin. Hi, Kaylin. Um, I was six or seven, and I was at my grandparents' house, and my grandpa decided to put on poltergeist, and I had seen things before, but I hated skeletons. Oh, but the no. the final nail in the coffin oh, no. was when my grandma turned to me, and she's like, the little girl really reminds me of you. <laughs> and I didn't sleep for a week. I love when pa- like they don't think about what they are mm-hmm. saying to you, and then you're just like, uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah, it's like, thanks, Grandma. Reminds me of little girl. And you're scared of skeletons. Oh, when I was little. Now it's fine. (laughs) Okay, now, but you were scared of skeletons. Yes. So what the hell happened during the last 10 minutes of the movie? Did you just lose your shit? Oh, like I ran away and hid. Yeah, Yeah, no. I was not having it. I hated it. Yeah. (laughs) That, my favorite part of that movie, I'm not a big fan of Poltergeist, sorry. But my fa- yeah, I know, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I, my favorite part of that movie is when the guy rips his face apart. That, yeah, and that, that part movie was scared rated, me that worse movie than was the pool party. <laughs> so anyway, come on up and get a t-shirt. Thank you. Let's see. Look at that. Great hands, Yay. everybody. Poltergeist, you a fan? Um, I've seen bits and pieces, haven't seen it all, but I've seen that with the face. And the yeah. ripping out and really like thank you. And it's just melting. Well. Again, and hey, by wolf. the way, Poltergeist remade. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was remade. Come on, man. You're at the flashback. You don't know that? They choose not to know. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite scary movie? Like, uh... mm, I'd say the Friday or um, Nightmare on Elm Streets. We were having a discussion, uh, 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 all of us, the, 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 the crew here having a discussion just this morning um, about the, what we think are the best sort of, you know, like, franchises mm-hmm. in terms of, like, slasher franchises. And I said by far, I think of, of the franchise movies consistently, the best series is the Nightmare series. Yeah. Would I you love guys agree the, with me? The fact that the first one is frightening, Terrifying. but then they do get a little... I do love all his little quips yeah. in all the other ones. And then that last one, I couldn't see. New Nightmare? Yeah. Yeah, New Nightmare is... Well, that's because Wes Craven directed it. It freaked the, the, me the fir- out. The first, the, first new, the first Nightmare on Elm Street is one of the best horror movies ever. A classic. Um, and f- Fred Krueger, because he wasn't Freddy until he got cute <laughs> in the sequels, but Fred Krueger was one of the most well, terrifying We didn't know him yet. No. We just got him. to know him. He's, he's formally Fred. That's right. He's not Freddy until we get to know <laughs> and him. And now he's your friend. He's Freddy. So the second one, the less said the better. The third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, the sixth one are all good. They're all good. I mean, and, and, they, and they were like a training ground for directors who went on to do other bigger things. Um, and they're terrific movies, I think. And they're imaginative, and the kills are cool. And, and then when New Nightmare came out, it, and, and, I, well, and of course, Freddy vs. Jason rules. Um, oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, great. great. But New Nightmare um, was a movie that when it came out, it predated Scream mm-hmm. by about a year year and a half or, or something like that and it was it was more meta than Scream was like Scream was credited as the first movie to really commentate do commentary on the on the horror genre yeah. 
New Nightmare did it first. You See, know? by that time, like I knew, you know, it's a scary movie. Yeah. It's all fake. And then that just that movie just ruined it. And I was nope. Yeah. He's, nope. That can yeah. happen. Because you had like in in New Nightmare, you had you know Heather Landingham playing herself, mm-hmm. and, and you know everybody playing themselves, and it crossed that line. Yeah. You know that nobody had ever really done, but it's a terrifying movie. And see, you can't, you kind of can't go wrong, w- wrong with what well, you can with a few movies that Wes Craven directed. He was one of the best. He was one of the best ever. And, and uh, you know, the Scream people, by the way, are here. You guys know that, correct? Ooh. Photo uh, ops and all that cool stuff. And also, um, I would just like to mention that tomorrow I will be doing the Q&A for Skeet, uh, Jamie, and Lee right here uh, tomorrow. Nice. So before we bring out uh, our guests, um, I do want to make an announcement really quickly. Everybody, I do want you to say hello to Tracy. This is Tracy. Tracy, come on up. Tracy is our uh, ASL interpreter, okay? So if there is anyone who is hearing impaired or anyone who needs the use of an interpreter, we can come, come on up, correct? Okay, and, uh, and she is our interpreter. This is Tracy. So if you need uh, the interpreter, please, I just wanted to make this announcement to let you know that she is here, okay? Cool? Thank you, Tracy. You rule. Can I get you to do this again? Okay, here's what I want, here's what I want Tracy. I had so much fun with this because I'm two years old. This is what I want you to do. Tracy, uh, this is the sentence that I want you to interpret. Hey, how you doing? Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Nice. Okay. Um, I am unbelievably uh, excited and privileged to bring to this. You guys, uh, you've seen John Carpenter's Christine. Yes. Okay. If you can believe it or not, Christine is 40 years old, which makes me feel really, really old. Um, I was 18 when I saw it, so now you know how old I am. Um, I was months. You were, yeah, you were months. She was months. She was, a, she was an infant getting ready to see Pet Cemetery. And uh, we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of Christine. And um, I am unbelievably honored to have these three gentlemen uh, come up on stage who were in the movie. They were the bullies. They were kind of the wrecking crew. They were the bad guys in John Carpenter's Christine. And I would like to welcome them up to the stage right now. Uh, and I want to hear from you guys. Let's give it up for William Ostrander, Malcolm Danar. And Stephen Tash from Christine. Hey, dude. How are you? Good to see you. Hey, guys. All right. Hey, welcome. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Hey, grab thank a, you. Grab a mic. Fly me to the moon. All right. Forty years. How's that? How, how's that? How's that feeling for you? My back hurts. Yeah. Um, now, Esmeralda, you had not seen the movie until uh, just recently. Yes, um, I'd seen bits and pieces, but I hadn't seen it in its entirety. Um, so, a, yeah. a, as a newbie, I want to get your thoughts on it in a second. Mm-hmm. But first, um, just I- in general, how did the, how did the movie come to you guys each? What was your story on how you got it and auditions and all that stuff? How did you how did you guys get into Christine? Not the car, the movie. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for all of you coming out. It's always so flattering to the three of us, I know, and uh, the other cast members that are not here, that you guys still have an interest and still show up and uh, still celebrate this movie on them. Yeah, right? Thank you. And and it's always amazing to me, too. Who here has seen it more than 100 times? More than 500 times? More than 1,000 times? There's probably a few of them out there. That's like every day of your life. All right, you come by, you get a free picture. Uh, um, I got into the movie, I had a kind of a funny story, I think about it. Uh, there was, the casting director was Karen Ray, 
and uh, Karen had, uh, I had auditioned for her on another film, and uh, she didn't cast me in that, but she brought me back so many times, I guess she liked me, so she brought me in for Christine. And when she brought me in for Christine, we sat and we talked. I don't know if you know the interview process first with the casting director, and then they give you what we call sides. Are you familiar with that? And they give you sides, and then you go and you audition with these sides. So it's usually a two-page scene or thereabouts, two or three-page scene. And then you do that with the casting director. Well, she gave me the script and said, I, I, want, I think you're going to be perfect for Buddy Reperton. I want you just to come back and meet John. And so she said, here's the script. Take it home and read it. And in movie scripts, they always show uh, a description of the character as they're coming into the play, right? And the description of Buddy Reperton, when he was tall and broad-shouldered, uh, with a yank of dirty blonde hair tied to the back of his head and a mean and stupid-looking face. <laughs> and this is what she said I was perfect for, so obviously I felt great about that. And uh, yeah, that's how I, I got into the film. Karen Ray was great. She cast me in Ghostbusters as well. Uh, yeah. Amazing casting lady. Um, I was excited to participate because the book had come out and I just ran and got the book even before, you know, stuff started rolling. And maybe that was my lucky charm because uh, it was really just, um, my experience was a lot of matching faces and, and energies and, and how they put these guys together, how they put the cast together was a lot of uh, discernment of uh, physicalities and looks and stuff. And it's going to sound weird, but I, I heard somebody lean into the producer as they were looking at like a bunch of us, and they go, uh, someone said to the producer, the one with the hair. Um, so what's interesting is Nick just said that the movie is 40 years old, but I, I, I actually don't understand because I'm only 38 years old. So I, um, I, I, as for Bill and Steven, uh, you, you go in, audition, uh, they do a thing called mixing and matching where you get to be with different actors that are playing, that are auditioning for the role of Buddy, auditioning for the role of Rich and Moochie. And uh, I, I got to do it with quite a few people. So at the, um, <clears throat> at the end of the audition, I was lucky enough to get the role of Moochie. And I met Steve and Bill the first day on the set. So that was how I did it. Now, the first question, the first big question that I have for you guys, okay, this is the big one. I've waited 40 years to ask this question for you guys. Here it is. Which one of you assholes shit on the dashboard? That was what I wanted to know! <laughs> See you later, everyone. I gotta go. Waited 40 years for that, so. Oh, my God. Because they never say it. It's hinted at that you did it. It's kind of hinted at. They assume that Repperton did it, so. He's not going to say a word. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I will say this, Nick. We shot, uh, Carpenter shot the scene where Moochie uh, does the dump on the dashboard. Oh, what? Oh. Yeah. It's shot. It's, if you watch the Christine uh, 50th or 40th anniversary. Wait, wait, you're going in time. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's shot. It, there, there is a scene where you see where, you know, Moochie is kind of, uh, on, the, on the dashboard. It is, it, it's, it's in the uh, retrospective of Christine. How have I not, how did I not know that? I peed in the gas tank. You, <laughs> oh. yeah. you gotta go. 
By the way, I do. I also want to mention this. Not only is Christine a cool car, all the cars in that movie yes. were cool. Like your yeah. car was badass, man. Yeah. Sixty-seven. Sixty-eight Camaro. Yeah. Bad, and Stockwell's car was badass too. I mean, that movie had some badass cars in it. It's a great car. Yeah. What was weird was that was like my favorite freaking car as a kid, and to be in that car, a mint Camaro, and my favorite band in those years was the Rolling Stones, oh, and man. Beast of Burden is playing, and I'm drumming on that dash, and I was back in high school. Yeah, very, very cool. Awesome. Very, very cool. I, I, uh, real quick trivia question, if you uh, shout out the answer. What movie's playing at the drive-in when they go to the drive-in? Thank God it's Friday. You're goddamn right. Okay, I just wanted to get that. Okay. So, Esmeralda, you just saw it. Do you have I did. Any, would you like to ask these well, lovely what men? Was there, what, was, what direction were you given during that you have to beat the shit out of the car scene? Because I love when Moochie is, you're yowling. You're just like, ow, ah, like you're just that excited. And I'm just like, was he just doing that or did they tell him? Um, I, I, you know, uh, this is, uh, everybody has their own stories. So I, I don't want to take long, but yeah, I mean, we had to take our cue off of uh, Bill, off of Buddy. So we all were waiting until Buddy smashes the windshield. And then at that point, you know, uh, we, I, I got to smash my windshields. He got to pee in the in the gas tank or whatever. And but we all took our cue off of Bill. I mean, so it, it, I, I do know what you're saying is is when uh, right before uh, Bill smashes the the uh, windshield, I think Moochie is like kind of pounding the ground like an yeah. ape yeah. or something like that. But. Also, I love that Buddy was prepared that you were in gloves. <laughs> To smash the car, like you came safety first. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, actually, who remembers my coolest moment in the film from my point of view, which is when we all walk up to, we see the car, I stand in front of it, yeah. and then I take my leather jacket and I chuck it like that. One take, right on the hook. That was one take. Thank you. Very That's much. actually one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Thank you very much. That. Thank that. You. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> One take. No, that seriously, I always, every time I watch it, it's badass. But my favorite moment that you have, like, I think is the coolest moment. I love it when John Stockwell gets creamed on the field and you go, that's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. That was an improvised moment. Uh, that was not in the script. It's great. Man. Um, the, the, the three four of us were standing there in the stands, and when that happened, obviously, we're happy about that. So I started cheering, and then John put the camera over on us, and we got a close-up of that. It's great. And by the way, I just want to go back to the comment about the car, about smashing it and set, setting that up. Um, essentially, what they did was is they put a camera in its position, they showed us the choreography of how we wanted to come up to it, and then they loaded the film with camera and said, go. Handed me a sledgehammer, handed these guys their appropriate tools, and then just let us go. And every, the most common question I get asked is, did it bother you to smash the car? Hell no. It was <laughs> fucking great. Are you kidding? I mean, imagine, say, first of all, that if you were given the opportunity to smash a 1998 Dodge right now, right? <laughs> You wouldn't think twice about it. So not only are you getting to have this great fun damaging something without consequence and being paid for it, it was, it was just a great experience for us. And so they just let the camera go. And what you're missing in the final take is, is that after I jump down, they have to reload film stock because they just let us go. And then I rip the hood off over the engine and I throw the hood someplace and then I start smashing the interior. And give credit to the prop guys because 
one of the things that I did is smash the battery by accident. I kind of hit it, and it splattered water. Oh. And I was like, uh-oh, that was bad, burns, you know, so forth. And fortunately, the, 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 the prop guys that thought ahead was just filled with water. It wasn't a problem. Um, so we, uh, we, we went on for it for a long time. And when we finished it, we didn't do enough damage to it. So after they said cut, then the prop guys came in and smashed the car further. And we were surprised about that because how many of you know how many cars there were in the movie? 29. I don't think it was 29. I think it was 21, but I could be wrong. I, I could be corrected, but I was always told 21. 19 of them were operable and two of them were cannibalized. And in that same building where we were doing that demolition, they had a, 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 an improvised body shop set up. And these guys were working 24-7 oh, wow. trying to put these cars back together. And that car we smashed was fixed and used in the movie after that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's, boy, that's something about the prop shop then. My God, man, yeah. that's great work. Right. That's amazing. Um, uh, did you have another, anything else? I you wanted just, to know about the shitting on the dashboard, I know Well, that. yeah, yeah, that was yeah. my number okay. one. Okay. Woochie, where were you going when you were getting murdered? Where yeah, was well, I, you got out of a truck. It was like a You got park. out of a semi. You got out of a semi. <laughs> oh, where Did was they it? give oh, you I any, like, say. was there uh, any, like, Because you're getting out of a home. semi. And uh, I was off to grandmother's house. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, watching this, and I'm just seeing it's like a business park. I'm like, Moochie, where do you, where are you going? Interesting question. I, like I said, I was off to grandma's house. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about, you know, you mentioned Moochie getting killed. I would like to talk, I would like to get your uh, thoughts on how each one of you died. Now, we were talking the other day about, uh, when I first got here, um, about how they kept the car on fire. Um, Each of you guys have a pretty memorable Christine death. Can we go through what your thoughts are on your death? I I do want to say that um, as the first of these three bastards to to die, um, this was an extraordinary day because... We go to set. Bill, I remember Bill and I driving out there. It's a long drive in outside of LA County, and um, we go to this gas station. We pull off the highway and we go to this gas station, and it's just looks like a brand new. It's an amazing looking gas station. We pull into this gas station, and there's the crew and there's everybody, and they're telling us this was an empty field. There was no gas station there. They built this gas station, and it was eerie. I went into the gas station, into the, uh, into the mechanics area and stuff, and they had like old oil cans and spider web. I mean, it, the detail was insane. It was so specific and so real that we're all standing around as you do in a film waiting to shoot, and this little MG convertible pulls off the highway right into the gas station. The guy pops out of the car and starts walking to the uh, gas pumps, and we're all like, what the? And, and he kind of, I don't know if he made it to the gas pump, but he's right at the gas pump. And then he looks up and he sees like this whole film crew and we all just start laughing and cracking up. It was that realistic, man. It was badass. But when you guys come by the booth um, and see us, we, I have a photo where I got to do my own stunt. I, I asked Carpenter if I can do it. And I asked him because I knew he was going to say no. And for the first time after all this time working together when he did say no this time he said yes and I was scared shitless to do it (laughs) but um, you'll see the breakdown and how they did it and how they tore apart the Camaro to do these shots and um, you'll you'll learn a little bit more about that but uh, I loved it doing my own stunt was insane we shot that it was already the nighttime I believe it was getting pretty dark when we shot that thing and 
it was like three in the morning before I can go to sleep. My body was like, I could see why stunt guys love this stuff. And then finally, the one thing I want to say real quick is that um, that gas station, upon killing me, we, they, they blew that thing up. And they, we had to get about, what would you say, Bill, a couple blocks away? Quarter of a mile. Quarter of a mile away. And when I say they blew this thing up, it was like an explosion you hope you never witness in your life. It was unbelievable, super high, super loud, and being a quarter of a mile away, you could feel that heat come at you. It was incredible. I, I'm sure they needed you know, permits of the yin-yang for that. I feel the heat off of Stephen Tash right now, just sitting next to him. <laughs> um, the Moochie death scene was, was, uh, was really, it was, it was very fun, I have to say, but it was scary. It was, it was really scary because it was just me and the car and Carpenter directing for three days. So um, I, I remember this one point where I'm sitting down and I say to Carpenter, uh, hey, wouldn't it be neat when, when, uh, when the car comes up to Moochie and, it, like, and Moochie's in the middle of the street and all of a sudden the cars go bright, the lights go bright? And I said, wouldn't that be really neat in the movie? He goes, Malcolm, I'm the fucking director. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so he's John Carpenter. Anyway, so we, do the, we, we, we shoot this scene. There were so many. The, the only time for me that there w where there was a stuntman was when Moochie is being chased down the street and he jumps over the medium to, to, uh, to get away from uh, the car, and I kind of get up and I held my arm like this. And then the other time the stuntman was used was when um, Moochie jumps over the fence and falls down, and the car bashes through the, the fence. At that, everything else was me, um, running down the alleyway, uh, in the loading dock, and I'll just tell you, the loading dock was one of the, the scariest things ever, was uh, because I, you know, Behind me, there's a wall. There is a wall behind me. But what you don't know and what nobody will know is that there's a bulldozer also behind that wall. And it's the way it, you know, when it goes to kill Moochie and it's prying itself, wanting, you know, wanting all of a sudden to cut me in half, and there you go. Um, the, this bulldozer was uh, pulling, it, it, there was a cable uh, that was attached to the bulldozer and it was uh, going through a little hole uh, between my legs and it was attached to the chassis of Christine. So when John Carpenter says action, literally I am in that little uh, loading dock, the hole there, and this car is coming at me. So there are people that, that say to me, well, I don't understand. Why didn't Moochie uh, jump on the hood of the car? Well, because it wasn't written in the fucking script. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. But it was, a, uh, it, was, it was an intense scene, and there were no rubber or plastic fenders, uh, as That's some scary, people uh, think. That's scary. You're, but you getting killed? You, gotta, you have a lovely death scene. Thank you. Yep. Um, first of all, how, how many people know how they kept the car on fire? Rubber cement. The whole outside of the car was painted in rubber cement. So when Terry Leonard, the stunt director or stunt uh, uh, coordinator, uh, drove into that shop and it catches on fire, uh, they had it all painted like that. So it caught fire and then it stayed lit and it didn't go out when they were you know driving down the road. Another thing that I thought was kind of fascinating, Terry Leonard, by the way, was an exceptional stunt man who did the Indiana Jones stuff with underneath the uh, truck, wasn't it? Yeah. With the cables, you know, with the bullwhip, and he was a guy who was on the ground going through that. 
He's a great stuntman. Um, he couldn't really see out of the car, and the first time they pulled in to the car, uh, to the gas station, the flames sucked the engine, uh, sucked the air out of away from the engine, so that the the car was going to stall or did stall, and they had to re-rig it so that they put a pipe from the intake manifold into the cab of the car, so that it had enough air to to stay um, running while they pulled into the flames. So when he pulls out and he chases me down the road, he could hardly see anything. You know, the windows are all blacked in, the flames are shooting up, and this guy's just hauling ass. It was great. And then when I got to the stream, you know, the, the film, I'm running down the middle of the road, then of course, you know, like Malcolm, I, you know, why, did you, why are you running down the road and you're being chased with a car? And <laughs> I, of course, I asked John Carpenter that. I said, you know, um, why is Buddy running down the road? He said, because it's the film. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's... That's the best answer you can get. Yeah. And, and really quickly, you got, I mean, working with John Carpenter, I mean, you guys have just alluded to it. I mean, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, it must have been really kind of, kind of amazing to work with, with Carpenter. It was cool. He, um, he had a real matter-of-fact way with actors, to say the least. He, he kind of considered us props, basically. Um, I had just come out of, like, you know, uh, going to a really prestigious teacher was Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro's acting teacher in New York. So I had this whole thing doing theater and stuff. And this was like, you know, my first kind of big uh, deal. And, um, you know, so I'm kind of coming in kind of, you know, serious like, right? Yeah. All this homework and all this stuff I had done and prep and all this stuff. And and he, he's got this way of creating this really like lightness on the set where it's just really lighthearted and there's a lot of laughing and a lot of goofing around and guys with big lighters coming up behind you and lighting your butt and stuff. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? Um. Anybody else? A little carpenter? What it was like to work with? Uh, sure. Uh, John. Uh, John did his directing, in a sense, when he was casting. He didn't. He wasn't the kind of guy that really felt the need to get in and talk to you about your motivation and who this character was. No, he hired you. Show up. Do what he's asked to do. I thought that was great because I used to go into him and I literally would say to him, John, I can do this scene A, B, or C, and he would say, Let's do B, and I'd say, Great. We do it, and if he liked it, he'd say, okay, one more for the bank. And if he didn't like it, then he would say, okay, let's try A. And then I would do A, and he'd get great, one for the bank, and on we were. And just so you know, like that shop scene, I think, that, how many of you guys like the details? I mean, some of the little trivia stuff. I mean, that's kind of what I think is kind of interesting about behind the scenes stuff. Do you know the scene where all of us are in the shop? How many times do you think we shot that scene? Take a guess. Probably once. 180 times because there was six setups and each time we had to do a rehearsal and we had to do a, a practice and then we had to do a take and then there was one for the bank and by the time we were done that day it was an all day long we were in a high school in North Hollywood and we had shot that 180 times wow so you guys went through a couple of pallets of yogurt yeah no <laughs> yeah it was interesting, as <clears throat> as Steve and Bill said, uh, Carpenter is a he's a technical director. He really trusts his actors. He knows he. That's why we're cast as as the roles we play. Um, there was one scene that I was telling Nick uh, that um, it was done about twenty five to thirty times because I could not. You know, when there's a thing when you're filming, you have to hit a certain mark. There's a mark that you have to hit <clears throat> so the scene can go on. But I, um, it's during the Moochie death scene 
where he kind of runs down this little hill and he comes into and he uh, stops in the street and there ha you had I had to stop at a certain point because John Carpenter wanted the headlights of Christine to be about right here in as you're watching the film and we're doing it over and over I could not hit the mark I couldn't hit it I just didn't know what to do until I finally said to Carpenter can I just look down at the street and put the mark there for me and I will stop on that mark he goes all right fine and uh, what happens Nick well uh, that's the, the he looks down at the mark he looks down at the mark and after like how many takes was it about 30 and that's the take that's in the movie <laughs> after everything yeah, that's the take that's in the, the movie, in the movie. It's crazy um, one other one other trivia piece that I think I'll throw out there do you remember in the movie in the shop scene where I'm talking to the teacher and I say try it and I'll throw throw you through the wall you little bald fuck yeah right yeah. and then I go fuck yeah that wasn't intentional it's not in the script what happened was when you're doing a a, a close-up on an individual actor the person that you're working with in the scene stays just to the left or right of the camera depending on the point of view and that's where I was standing to help David Spielberg with his lines and so when that line came I said you little bald fuck you know and I kind of reached into it like that and my hair went like that. <laughs> and John liked the scene so much that he ended up keeping that one in there so it's it's that's just technical editing not my performance by the way y'all had amazing hair Thank you All very much. three of you. They're what really great. I <laughs> we'll find it later. <laughs> um, I want to mention before we get out of here just a couple of other quick things that you guys have done in the past. Now, Fire and Ice is a movie that's, that has now like become, man, it's really rebirthed and, and become very popular. Tell everybody about Fire and Ice. And, uh, and, and man, I mean, you, do you get a lot of people wanting to sign Fire and Ice stuff on there? Um, more and more starting to find that movie again. I'm very, very fortunate. I don't know why, but I've been very lucky to have this resurgence of some of my older pictures I've been getting calls on Mike's Murder again. I don't know if any of you saw Mike's Murder with Deborah Winger. James Bridges, great director. Man. James Bridges. Uh, Fire and Ice was a unique film. It was um, a film directed by Ralph Bakshi, American Pop, Fritz the Cat, um, Lord of the Rings. And he was using the artwork of Frank Franzetta, Conan the Barbarian, you know, the swords, the, all that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> it was the first film I, got my, it was my film I got my SAG card on. And what was unique about that film is we filmed everything on a, on a blank soundstage, and then they rotoscoped in our bodies, and then the artists drew the backgrounds. And this saved a lot of money in, uh, at the same time, because as you know, when we were all kids, those cartoons, those Warner Brothers cartoons, every frame was drawn, and there's 24 frames per second, so you can imagine how long it takes to draw those out. So when they advanced things, you know, they started making one uh, frame every four, not frame, every drawing every four, four frames, but that's why you get that choppy kind of stuff, that the cheap comics that we didn't like. So this was a way to bridge that gap. So they got the live action, the smooth movement, but then they drew it in the backgrounds. It revolutionized how they made animated films. So we all shot that in black and white. And then by fortune, I play Prince Taro's body and voice, and then I also play the lead character Lauren's voice as well. It's, it's beautiful to look at now. You watch it now, and it's like, wow. And again, that came out at the time when the sword and sorcery movies were you know, they were dominating the box office. Yeah. It's great. And, uh, and Stephen, of course, was, I mean, Ghostbusters, my friend. Yeah. Can we talk about Ghostbusters for a second? Yeah. Um, so, uh, 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 you know, you, you told me a story uh, last night about um, how you ended up at this Harold Ramis uh, well, event. Yeah, I, well, a couple quick, uh, yeah. little quick ones. Um, so, first of all, uh, the audition, just real quick, uh, 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. My head was empty. I hadn't made any choices as an actor. I was lucky I found the building. <laughs> I just kind of came in and sat down and, and I kind of asked myself, what the hell are you gonna do, man? And in walked one of my favorite actors as a kid, uh, uh, Clarence Williams III, played Link yeah. in the Mod Squad. Yeah. Dude, I, I was like, this is like one of my hero, my TV heroes, you know? Yeah. And he was always so cool, you know? And he walked in, you know, I was, you know, I go, I go, hey man. <laughs> and he goes, hey man. <laughs> I was like, yeah! <laughs> and I didn't even think about the audition. I was like, and I turned to the guy next to me like, hey, do you see, I'm thinking, hey, do you see leaks here, you know? <laughs> and I look at the guy and the guy's like really chewing some gum. He, it's like his mission is chewing this gum. And I went, huh? And I said, uh, hey, do you have uh, any, any extra gum there? And he goes, yeah, I do. Little did he know he handed me the part. <laughs> because I grabbed the piece of gum, started chewing on it, and it occurred to me. So I go into this audition, I walk in this room, and all your heroes are there. All those guys, all the Ghostbusters, the director, the producers, it's a room full of people. People I didn't know, including other producers, big, maybe 15 people at this long table, and they laughed, and the, it was one of those things where the laughing is growing, and they're doubling up on the laughter, and there's some crying laughing, and I'm biting down on my tongue. I'm trying not to join them, because it's so infectious when you get a couple of few people laughing, you don't even know why they're laughing, you just start to laugh. But Did somehow, you, can I ask a question? Yeah. Did, when, so when you're doing the lines, did you know when you got when Bill Murray shocks you that like in the audition you didn't have any props around you you just went Ugh! and then and they did the gum yeah for some wow. reason it was like being That's a cool. drummer and I just I, in the audition I always hit it in this one place I never knew what that place was but it was like I knew the rhythm and I did the same thing mm -hmm. in the film and um, that was my first day yeah. my first day on Ghostbusters was Bill Murray's first day on Ghostbusters he recently told me we had a conversation about a couple of years ago during COVID and he said to a bunch of other folks, it was really touching, he said, you know, once I saw Steven doing his thing, I thought to myself, hey, we may have something here. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, and I said, Bill, that's that, great. coming from you, man, that means that's a lot. That's amazing, that's that great, a that's a great story, yeah. man, that's a great story. Yeah. And uh, Malcolm, um, uh, by the time you uh, did Christine, you had Flashdance and you had The Lords of Discipline under your belt. And you've done a bunch of other stuff. But I want to mention one movie before we get out of here. And you and I have talked about this. Uh, you're in a movie called Heaven Help Us. And I don't know if you guys have seen Heaven Help Us. It's also called Catholic Boys. Another Heaven, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Thank you. And you are so fucking funny in that movie, man. Uh, and, uh, and can you tell us a little bit about how you got Heaven Help Us and just a quick story about Heaven yeah, Help Us? Yeah, real quick. Um, yeah. I, 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 I had already done uh, uh, Lords of Discipline, which was my first film, everybody thinks Flashdance was the first one, but it, well, it was Lords of Discipline, Flashdance, Christine, and then Catholic Boys, a.k.a. Uh, Heaven Help Us. Uh, I just, I did the same thing for, uh, for, for, for that audition, I, but I, I remember getting the script, and I remember reading the role of Caesar, and I was like, oh my God, this is the, this is the role of a lifetime, please God, let me get this, and um, I auditioned probably 
13 times for the movie. They flew me to New York. I'm an LA guy, born and raised. So I, I went to New York two times for uh, uh, you know uh, the audition, and finally they said, um, <clears throat> Malcolm, you know, you got the role of Caesar. And I was like, thank you, thank you. And you know what? I, I am blessed to have done that role. I loved working with Kevin Dillon. I loved working with Patrick Dempsey and Andrew McCarthy and Stephen Jeffries. We all kind of worked really well together as, as these young young guys in a, in a Catholic school. If you've not seen it, it really is. It's one of the, one of the funniest. I, I just want to ask you, uh, because it was a really cool and, and divergent group of actors, did, was there a lot of rehearsal in, in that stuff? So much rehearsal. There was a lot of rehearsal because the, the director was a method director. So he wanted, he wanted, uh, he knew what he was looking for. So I was, uh, again, it was just a, a, a blessed set just as Christine and all the other wonderful films I've ever done. Well, um, you guys, I love all three of your work. I think you're great. And Christine is great. And, and Esmeralda, you're a fan now. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. I, you guys were kind of like the, to me, was the, the highlight of the movie. Can I ask one question? Of course. You know, there's been talk about a remake. How many people would like to do a remake? No. no. <laughs> we want to work again, you know. <laughs> there you go. On that note, uh, by the way, uh, photo ops uh, upstairs uh, where Christine is. If you've not seen the car, you have to go over and check out the car. Um, and check and go by their tables and say hi to them and you get pictures and all kinds of cool stuff and make Thank sure you, you check out the, the whole the whole uh, gallery because there's a, the whole thing is set up that uh, that Bill set up up there it's amazing so my thanks to these guys from Christine give it up for them guys thank you thank you and thank you guys um, for being a part of our live podcast that's brother Leon give it up for us brother Leon she's the best um, every Tuesday every Friday new episodes at radiomisfits.com of the Nick D podcast Thank you guys so much. Please stick around. Tom Devlin is going to be next. And if you are in, uh, if you are not an, an, an ultimate member and you are sitting near the front, we now have to vacate and go to the back. Thank you very much, everybody. Stick around for more. <laughs>